0: Welcome to this episode of the Luminosity
1: Podcast, hosted by Maria Conde. This podcast is an ongoing conversation to provide busy entrepreneurs practical tools and inspiring stories to live a healthy and abundant life with grace and ease. Welcome to the show. Here's your host, Maria Conde. Hello, and welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. I'm super excited to be here with you, and I have a very special guest for you today. Today, we are going to be taking a little lesson in history with our guest, Melita Campbell. When I first did my Get to Know Her interview, she mentioned something to me called sacred commerce, and it really intrigued me. So that's what we're going to talk about today. She is a business and communication coach specializing in helping women build a business they love and learn to communicate with greater impact and influence. Her experiences come from 25 years working in communication, marketing, and leadership. While her expertise lies in business planning, communications, and marketing, having been her own boss for 10 years, she understands that being successful takes a lot more than a perfect plan. You also need the skills and confidence to implement it. Therefore, Melita takes a personalized approach to helping her clients, ensuring they build an entrepreneurial mindset and confidence while building their business. Originally from the UK, Melita now lives in a chalet overlooking Lake Geneva and the Swiss Alps with her husband and two daughters. Welcome.
0: Thanks, Maria. Hi, it's great to be with you.
1: Thank you. And I wish I could see the visual of what you have right now because your visual out your window is probably gorgeous.
0: Oh, it's just, <laughs> day. I woke, wake up and, you know, this gratitude practice in the morning is so easy for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Curtains, not that I have curtains, we just look straight out, actually, but yeah, it's it's quite special.
1: Beautiful. Thank you. So let's dive right into this. Tell me a little bit more about your journey first to get you where you are now, because you've had, you know, different career paths like all of us have that got yeah. you to where
0: you are now. So I think... I'd always kind of, sort of seen myself as a bit of an entrepreneur and I started my first business when I was a child and I collected uh, money for charity by putting competitions in magazines and things like that, age 12, and had my first business at 15. Um, but then I went into the corporate life and, and actually I really enjoyed it. I was so fortunate to have a whole series of amazing mentors and and steady growth and finally i reported to the ceo i worked in private banking here in geneva and that was kind of always my big goal and he was great he was such an inspiring mentor and he really encouraged me to do my personal development and so yeah it was just the perfect job i had i worked with my dream team but then i had children and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I never I all the way through my pregnancy I was so convinced I was going back to work because I was going back to work, I was going back full time. But yeah, when the, the baby actually arrives and you look in their eyes mm-hmm. and you, it's just a whole nother thing. Plus here in Switzerland, childcare is a real nightmare. And oh, okay. I, I went yeah, I went to the crash and was like, right, I'd like to register my daughter. And they're like, Okay, um, yeah there'll be a place available for you in 18 months like yeah that's
1: that's the same here where i live too it's the same as soon as you get pregnant you have to put your name on the list
0: yeah exactly and even before Mm -hmm. (laughs) people do as soon as they get married they put their name on the list um so so yeah so i didn't have the childcare options i interviewed loads of nannies they were nobody was right um and a little part of me was quite happy about that because it just gave me the chance to be the mom I really wanted to be. And fortunately I have the the luxury of having my husband who has a good job as well. So, so I decided to, to quit my job and, but I still wanted to keep my hand in. I didn't want to give up altogether. And I'd seen women come back into the office after having maternity leave and, and feel a little bit lost because they hadn't done anything for two years sometimes. And, they felt that they lost a bit of their value, which wasn't true. Mm-hmm. But in their minds, you could see that that was the case. So I thought, well, if I we could just do something in the background. And I had lunch with a friend, and it's like, maybe I could just, you know, I'd, I'd always worked in marketing and communications, as, as you mentioned in your intro. So yeah. Maybe just write a newsletter. For somebody um and I mentioned that to a friend over, di- over over lunch and she worked for Nestle in the headquarters and she goes oh I know someone looking for someone to write a newsletter um so that was kind of the sign that I needed and then it turns out that the person was someone that I already knew because I was quite active in networking in the with the with the communication community in the area um and he's oh, I'd love to work with you so that was it that was really me so so yeah it was I started my business there because that was just something I knew I could do part-time around my kids. It was, I wouldn't have to think about it too much and I didn't really imagine it becoming a business. So, but then it did, it evolved into a business because I, I did a good job. And so he was recommending me other people and then everything kind of spiraled, spiraled out of control. And although I was earning a good wage, uh, I had a good income. I wasn't really enjoying what I was doing. It wasn't my passion. Writing, it became writing, which wasn't my passion. It was more communication, creating connections and understanding. That's what I love doing. Okay. And I really wanted to work with women. Um, with it, when I was with the private bank, I'd started a women's network there. And I loved it. I really saw that the more you put out, the more you helped other people, the more you got back yourself in terms of energy and fulfillment and just magical things would happen sometimes. Oh, so it was, true, so true. Yeah, and that's really what I wanted to do, be doing, but I didn't really know how, so I didn't really dare to let myself dream that I could do something in that area. So it was, in in fact, uh, with that first business, I, w- I ended up going towards a burnout uh, because I was putting all of myself to my family and into my work and left no time for me at all. Um, and it, Kids it would have was,
1: been small then too, right? Sorry? Kids would have been small then too.
0: Yeah, they were, Well, yeah. when I first. A lot started, of energy. Yeah, my first order was five months yeah. when I first started, and then I had another one 20 months later. So, yeah. by that it was, yeah, it was a lot of. Put- my husband had got a new job, so he was traveling a lot. So, I wasn't a single mom, but it felt like it. Mm-hmm. And I was abroad, really I was here in Switzerland, so I had no support network. So, it was really, it was tough. and i i just felt really stuck and then were, i read the quote by um richard branson and he oh, said in this quote he said if it's no longer fun stop doing it oh, and i love it like this really isn't fun yeah <laughs> 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 far from it so um so yeah so i i decided to to switch and i i moved into a completely different industry into to wellness and and product sales which which taught me some amazing skills but it it wasn't my passion either and then finally i i I kind of got the courage to really dream think well what is i really want to be using my skills for um and that's how i've landed up now doing the business coaching for women i love it yeah and and that's i think how we got speaking about the sacred commerce in the first place that was something that i came across and it just it was part of that point when i was trying to really figure out what I wanted to do. And I stumbled across this lady, uh, Dr. Josephine Gross and her research. And I was like, it just resonated with me so deeply. Um, I was like, yeah, I I need to get back in tune with who I am and what I have to offer the world and how best to get that out there.
1: Yeah. Can you just maybe dive into that just a little bit about what the premise of that sacred commerce is? Because it's the roots of us sort of thing, right? So
0: yeah, exactly. So it was really the birth of trade back in ancient Egypt. And at that time, societies were riddled with violence and conflict. So they had the highest order of priests and they also had what was called merchant priests and priestesses. And it was their job to raise the energy of the marketplace and through their vibration and their resonance help raise the, the, the energy of the marketplace as well. Wow. So, yeah, and <clears throat> they used to call this uh, emotional alchemy so i guess it's really what we say now is emotional intelligence so yeah they would, yeah they would really that was so important for what they would do and they saw commerce as a way to make the world better and for first of all for the world and also for their own personal development and seeing each individual if they could live their purpose and share their gifts and and grow themselves personally then that was going to be good for everybody and I just love that concept. Work on yourself first, and then share your gifts and then that's going to elevate the whole society and I yeah, I think that's just I love a- it. I love it,
1: and you know it's kind of interesting because we we think we're reinventing the wheel now, but we're really not. you know yeah. I see a lot of people writing on things like similar things, but it's
0: it's ancient history, right It's how yeah. it's always been done and what they held most sacred at that point was the feminine energy which which doesn't mean women it's the feminine energy which is all about emotions so they saw emotions as really important and because if you're in tune with your emotions then you can you can tell if you're taking a step off your your path and it just just doesn't feel right on the inside and we've kind of lost that ability to trust our instincts Um, but they're there for a very good reason and so yeah they really got themselves in tune with this feminine energy they brought that out and encouraged other people to connect with it as well so that they could really yeah live their gifts but that became a threat then to the, the leaders of the country because when people are so in tune to their purpose and so in tune to their energy and what they should be doing they can't manipulate them Ah, they can't, yes. Yeah, they can't tell them this is what you should be doing. And this is the they, propaganda is impossible because mm. people know it's wrong. So they cut their, uh, closed down all the temples and shut down the, like stopped the priests uh, bit by bit. And so they took that feminine energy out of trade. But I was recently at a um, uh, women's conference in, in Athens where I was speaking and there, it was I really wanted to share this story so that women who are starting out in business can see that our emotions uh, very much belong in the business place. Yeah, it's,
1: very important.
0: Yeah, it's got everything to do with business. And, it, and it's not about being a woman or being emotional or crying in the office. No. It's a feeling on the inside that what you're doing is the right thing for you.
1: Yeah. A lot of people think when you, when you talk emotions that it is the person crying and all that stuff, but it's not, it's about yeah. tapping into an inner self inside. Right. And what's where your values are and all those things that go with it.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you do cry, then that that's okay. Cause that's yeah. really the, the sign that there's something very right or something very wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Overflow of emotion. Um, yeah. It's all important information that we need to listen to and and use it to guide us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I'm all in the self care world, and that's you know honoring your intuition and listening internally is so important. And you know, you were talking about doing uh, living your purpose too, right? Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And
1: your vibration elevates like everything comes into into sync at that point, and yeah. it's so important. And I find you know for my own Um, research and work with clients, that a lot of people come to me, they're exhausted, burnt out, all those things. But a lot of it's not that they're, you know, they're not eating the perfect diet, or they're not sleeping the right number of hours. A lot of it's because their whole path in life is not on the right path. You know, they're not doing things that they love. They're not, or they're either doing things that are not within their value system. You know, if you're in a job that is not feeling good for you, that yeah. it's easy to um, it drains you. It actually mentally and physically drains you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that was my experience in my first job and, uh, or my first my first business. But really, looking back at it, it was a job. <laughs> Only yeah. I, had a job. <laughs> yeah. I, I hadn't really set it up as a business at all. Um, I was just doing the work. And yeah, I, I for a long time I felt that in my heart it wasn't what I wanted to be doing, but I was getting. Bigger and bigger contracts, and with some really important work that I was involved in, and I would find myself writing and, and strategizing for some of the most powerful people in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and, it was like, and each time I get these contracts, I'm like really, you know, it's just me.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: running around, um, but you know, I took it. And so, on one hand, it was, it was, a, it was. I, I enjoyed the recognition of my expertise and that I was capable of doing my work, but it just wasn't what I wanted to be doing. And so I found it so difficult. I really, and I found it hard to get up in the mornings. And like, I guess part of it, maybe I was borderline depressed looking back at it, but yeah, my kids were always late for school because I just couldn't get myself out of bed in the morning because I had no energy. And at the time I thought it was just because I was tired because I was a mom. Mm -hmm. you know, now I'm still a mom and I'm still, you know, even though they're older now, they still wake up in the middle of the night. And, yeah, you
1: know, still got to deal yeah, with it all.
0: <laughs> you know, I still have to put a lot of energy to, into them, but because now I'm on the right path and the way I work with my clients just gives me so much energy. I just love it. And uh, people are like, how do you produce so much content? And I work very part-time. Um, I was like, because I just love it. I just can't stop almost. Um, and it's just such a different feeling when you're on the right track. And yeah, so I guess that's this, this idea of sacred commerce for me, just, just really made me realize that's what it should feel like to, to be working, to be, to, to have your own business or to be working within a a corporate environment. It should feel right and energizing and like you just have all these amazing ideas and you can't wait to get them out there and you're facilitated in that process. Yeah, exactly.
1: And, you know, sadly, most of our corporate world environment does is not conducive to that, no. to um, allowing that to come in, right? So.
0: Yeah. It's, there are pockets. I mean, as I say, I've been really fortunate in my career path to always have found amazing CEOs and leaders I've worked with that always became mentors for me and were would really help me on that path. But that, that's kind of why I set up the Women's Network was because I could see that there were so many women around me who didn't have that, who didn't really know what they wanted to be doing. They just took a job at 16 or 18 yeah. and just stuck with it because it paid the bills and never really thought about what they really wanted to be doing. And through the Women's Network, when I set it up, time and time again, women were saying that you know if they had their time again, they would do anything to do things differently. To, yeah. to be able to create a world and a, a lifestyle and an income that would work for the the life they wanted to create for them, themselves and their families. Um, and that's what, that's when I set up my own business initially, that's really what I wanted to continue doing. I just had no idea how and yeah. almost didn't see myself as, as like, well, who am I to do that? You know mm-hmm. to, to be the expert to helping women live the life of their dreams um and yeah looking back i was like well yeah you just have to get started and yeah nobody really knows what they're doing when they start out you kind of figure it out as along along the way and actually i'm reading um marie folio's book right now oh, i'd so. love it yeah everything is figureoutable i was like if only i read that book at the very beginning i would have perhaps got on the right path and had a bit more courage to do that I don't know
1: yeah I was uh, recording a podcast with somebody yesterday and we spoke up about that book quite a bit and because it's obviously just released fairly recently and it's it is truly a really good book and I was I was pleasantly surprised because I wasn't sure what I'd you know when you dive into it what what I'd get right Mm -hmm. and uh it was really good
0: yeah I'm I'm only in the first sort of three chapters so far so (laughs)
1: yeah yeah no it's good though it's it's um lots of value there for sure yeah yeah
0: well I, I guess coming from her it you 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 were almost guaranteed that it's going to be full of value
1: Um, yeah I was surprised not surprised but it was it was nice about how well it was written though too because even if there's some value there you you look at the writing style and stuff like that and it was really really well done
0: yeah that's something I've been impressed with so far like the storytelling and yeah yeah
1: She's done it well. So that's perfect. That's a great segue into our next section, which we talk about books and things like that. But before we do that, is there any one message you'd like to leave our uh, listeners before we dive into the insight round?
0: I think it's, as I said, just to really trust yourself to really take the time to think about what it is you really want to be doing and have the courage to dream big and figure it out as you go along or run your ideas past other people, find other people that are doing it. And it's great now with the internet and social media, it's so much easier to connect with other people who have already trodden the path before you and, you yeah. know, and success leaves clues. So there's, it's getting harder in some ways, but it's easier to, to tread the right path for you. I think there's so much more inspiration out there and role models. So, so yeah, go for your dreams.
1: Absolutely. And it's, the world is such a better place when we all do that too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Perfect.
1: That's great. Great way to end the segment on that. So let's dive into a little bit about you. So our listeners can learn about you and because I'm about self-care and mindset, um, I ask questions on those. So what was one mindset that has held you back in your life?
0: Oh, I I think as I was saying already, it's it's that idea that I'm I'm not, I'm not enough or Mm -hmm. yet. I'll, I'll, I'll do another training course. Then I'll be able to do it. Or I'll, I'll maybe when I've been doing this five years, then I'll be doing whatever. You know that whole idea of I, I'm not good enough, and ah. I think that that holds. I see it's what holds most people back actually. Um, it does. You know, it's now it's it's kind of part of my purpose, and I've started because I'm I'm an introvert and I'm quite a shy person, but I found that public speaking has really helped me to build my confidence and so putting myself out there on a regular basis and sharing my ideas and like sharing my story and sharing my what I'm learning with other people that that's giving other people the permission to have more courage too so it's partly why I'm here (laughs) It's I love it I love it that is that is yeah that is
1: so true though right so what is one person that has changed
0: your life for the better I, I think that would be my last boss, but when I worked in corporate um, and I said, he was really passionate about um, personal development and it, I love learning as well. So he really encouraged me to, to do more of that and, and found ways to, to help me to c- continue growing, which is great. But one thing that he told me when I, when I left the, uh, the workplace and said, you know, I'm going to leave so I can have the time to be my, a parent and I'm going to try and start my own business as well. And he said that when I take the time out to be my own, to to be a parent, he goes, so he sees so many women feeling like that's, they're taking a step out of the workplace or they're taking a step backwards. And he goes, I just want you to know that being a parent is the biggest leadership lesson you will ever have. Mm -hmm. And anytime you choose to come back into the workplace, I I promise you, you wouldn't have gone backwards. If anything, you've grown some amazing skills that will really put you above and beyond where you are right now. And I just thought that was just such a magical, um, something really important to hear, particularly at that time. Mm -hmm. And having seen other women feel that way when they come back in the office to know that the CEO of this, one of the biggest private banks in Europe totally didn't have that opinion opinion at all. And yeah. had to share it with me. So I'm um, always sharing that with new moms now as well when they're like, Oh, what have I got to offer? You know, I was only this super duper amazing executive and I've taken a year out. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, I know to- it doesn't go away. Right. And it's really? so true. You know, I <laughs> saw that even when I was, and that's interesting coming, he was a man too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was interesting coming from a man too. Great leader, obviously. And, understands a whole bunch like, emotional intelligence like crazy. Right. So
0: he was off the charts with the Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
1: exactly. You can see that. Um, but I recognize that too. When I was, you know, I am in the accounting world and for I'd hire and have lots of people going on mat leave, you know, it was a constant revolving door sort of thing. And at one point we had like, I think it was 30% of our staff on mat leave, but I always found when those women came back, they were, I don't want to say way better because it's not the right words for it, but it wasn't a, a you know, going backwards. It was definitely a step forward. Yeah. And um, they, they've they learned a whole different skill set in life and they've changed in a whole bunch of different ways. You know, the priorities are different, everything, but it sh- they show up completely differently.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think you you value things differently. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have to become spontaneous because as life as a parent, you know, nothing ever goes according to plan. Oh, no. No. You have your day planned out and then something like a nappy explodes and you have to reorganize yeah. everything, but you do it spontaneously and you always kind of thinking ahead, you, you kind of broaden your ability to think and plan and negotiate, uh, you know, anyone that can get yeah. the anything.
1: Multitask even- a million things if you have to, you know, yeah.
0: yeah. And I think that's that's a real important skill. And in the office, it does mean that you can think on your feet. You can respond to any situ- any crisis situation that comes up. You know you can handle it. Um, so, yeah, I think I, I totally agree with his opinion. Yeah,
1: absolutely. It's beautiful. Um, can you share one self-care habit that you practice regularly? And I see you drinking a nice big jug of water right now. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I drink a lot of water. And, in fact, I start my day, I have a big... Um, hot, hot water with lemon and some yeah. ginger and I drink a lot of water first thing in the morning um, and that really helps me and I, I'd love to say I do this really regularly but I don't do it as regularly as I'd like to but I do, I do uh, stretching and yoga in the mornings and I try and work in 50, 50 minute segments and then take oh, that's 10 minutes right. yeah, to do yeah, stretching or take a walk outside or just do 10 minutes just time out and when I do that, I find I have so much more energy by the end of the day and I've got so much more done as well. It's incredible. Yeah. Some, yeah. Life happens and it doesn't always happen like every day, but I, that's, that's my, my, um, my goal at least anyway. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I love I it. More than I don't do it. So that's fine. <laughs> I
1: love it though. That's, that's, a, I've never heard of that and I, I'm going to have to try it.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. Set yourself
1: a little timer or something I just intuitively yeah. sort of, yeah, you have to set a timer because I'd be lost. I'd be like, oh, that was three hours. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Once you get into the zone and you get into yeah. work, it's it. <laughs> yeah, no, I exactly. have to time on my phone. Perfect. I love it. That's my number so, one gang for work. Yeah. So it alerts my phone. i would be lost without it.
1: <laughs> I know, right? Um, so, do you have a favorite quote you want to share? Like, I love the one you said earlier, though, too.
0: Yeah. Um, the, if it's no longer fun, stop doing it. I yeah, that, I that's still, that's still one of my favorite quotes. Um, but I guess it's not exactly a quote, but more advice. Wow. That it's my advice father gave yeah. me. And he always said, whatever you do in life, make sure it results in choices.
1: Ah, yes.
0: And I, I really like that idea. And actually it, it has got me out of a sticky situation a few times. Well, not necessarily a sticky situation, but you know, when you have a few options and you yeah. like, oh, this one sounds really good, but you know, it's going to be a, a dead end. You know, it's yeah. not in any further choices. However, this other one is going to open some doors and it's going to lead to more growth. Um, so I always keep his, his advice in my mind and, and it's, yeah, it's set me about right a few times.
1: I love that. That is beautiful. And of course, now we're onto the book question. And, you know, I I can see, you know, the listeners can't see, but I can see her, you know, she's got this beautiful bookshelf behind her that's loaded with books. Oh, and it's so like, many. it's my heaven, right?
0: <laughs> you can't see all the books that, that way. That way, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so many books. Most of my books are around self-development and a lot on communication. I, I was yeah. uh, worked in communication a long, long time. So a lot about storytelling, um and communication but you know i'm gonna throw a curveball out there because i know you're in canada and sure. i really enjoyed how to be Boss" by lily singh i don't Do you know, know that one no ah she's great. I, love look, it. I have to look it up <laughs> <laughs> so she was a, a dancer she was going to train to be a lawyer but she really wanted to set up a youtube channel and her parent and her parents were Indian and they're like no you have to be a lawyer you have to do this so she she got them to agree to give her one year um and she suffered a bit of depression in the past but she's a psychologist as well and she decided to set up a YouTube channel just sharing positivity um and and it worked you know she's now this big star she's I think she's in she's about to be launched in Hollywood I believe I heard recently um so funny and the way she she knows her stuff, the way she describes mindset uh, is not like anyone else. She, you know, you're a tiramisu, in case you didn't know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I love it. I'm gonna have to check that out for sure. Uh, it's great. So it's just it's a a mindset book that is so on point and with amazing personal stories. And she's she's so dedicated. You know, she's so diligent. She worked really really hard. But how she puts it all across is just hilarious. Wow. So, what was so, the name of the book again? How to be boss, but B- How to be a- boss, yeah. W S E. Okay. Be boss. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm going to have to look that up. I'm surprised I don't know about that one. Because if there's a self development book out there, I, I usually know them.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's probably one that your daughter might know, uh, might have heard of her. You know more. What?
1: You know, might my have- daughter is in that world for sure.
0: Yeah. So it's it's a kind of book you want to read and enjoy, but leave hanging around for your teenage daughters.
1: <laughs> Is it good for that age though too? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, perfect! Because she she'd be into that, and she's a YouTube fan too, right? So. Yeah, and she she'll probably know her. Super yeah.
0: Her.
1: And she actually, my daughter makes her own quotes and stuff like that, and does all her journals and stuff with all the quotes, and she, she's yeah. into all that stuff. So. Yeah, I love it. Have to check that out thank you so we have two more questions today so what is one thing that you're most passionate about and it doesn't have to be your work you can you know come out of that space if you want to <laughs> yeah.
0: well i think it is all this sort of growth and communication and growing and and i, I just really like speaking these days now as well and i go back 10 years and I would just like, what? <laughs> you got, I just would never have imagined myself standing up on stage and speaking, but I just see it as a way of making these amazing new connections with incredible people. Because if you go to any self-development event, you just find so many other incredible people yeah. in that audience and also the speakers. And being that shy introvert, if I'm on stage speaking, it means when I get down, people come to me and speak to me. I don't have to go out and network.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so there's,
0: a, there's a bit of a shortcut in that respect as well. So, <laughs> so I, I'm really enjoying that world as well. It's, it's still a little bit scary, but I think that's, that's really that's my That's good background. though, I think, yeah.
1: Having yeah. that little bit of edge there is still good, right? Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah exactly. And I, I work with um, TEDx locally here as well, and um, part of the communications team, But seeing that from the inside as well, and just the whole world of incredible speakers, but the people that come to TEDx, of course, aren't incredible, aren't always incredible speakers to start off with. TED really helps them through that process. So it's really lovely to see people with amazing ideas learn how to communicate and connect people and engage people in those ideas as well. I just, yeah, that whole kind of speaking up and engaging and attracting like-minded people is, is really exciting
1: i love it i have so many things to investigate when i'm off this call <laughs> i love it so have one last question today and that is where can all our listeners find you
0: do you know for a long time i was wondering what should i call my business because i wanted it to be unique it had to be something expressed who i was and i i was going around in circles for ages and then i remember being at a Dinner party once, and this, and my mate the guy that I was sitting next to me. Oh, where do I find you? and I was like, "Oh, just put Google Melisa Campbell. I'm the only one you'll find me." And so, just Google Melisa Campbell, you will find me. I'm the only I only. love it. Keep it simple, right? Exactly. So that's my business name, and it looks like I've been really lazy, but it took me a long time, a long time to come up with my own name. So yeah, you can campbell.com and you can find me on all all your favorite social media platforms. Perfect. Thank you
1: so much. It has been an absolute pleasure talking with you today. Thank you for uh, taking the time to join us today. And for all our listeners, thank you for listening in. And we will talk to you next week, everyone. Thank you, Melita. Thanks, Maria. Thank you for listening today.
0: Show notes are available at www.mariaconde.com.